it's slowly decreasing, but it's still around 40% of the total revenues. So we have around 50% SaaS. Out of 25 million, we have around 12 to 13 million in SaaS. Uh, we have around uh, 40% of that, which would be around 10 in marketplace and a little 10% approximately in professional services. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster, minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Diego Gomez. He is the chairman, chief executive officer, and founder of Rock Content, a SaaS blogger, researcher, and evangelist. Rock is among the fastest growing SaaS companies and a global leader in content marketing solutions. Diego is also an Endeavor entrepreneur, angel investor, and in his spare time, he blogs at sasholic.com. Diego, you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. I'm excited to be back. All right. Let's not bury the lead here. We're going to get into a product in a second. But first, you said fastest growing SaaS company. So what do you have today in terms of revenue? And where were you a year ago? So Rock has been in a trajectory to really lead the content marketing category. And we've seen really fast growth over the last few years. Uh, last year, we closed at around 13 million. This year, we're expecting to close between 25, 26. And where are you today in terms of run rate? around 24 and something. Wow. So because it's because of COVID, you're only planning to add about a million dollars in new ARR between now and the end of the year? Yeah, we're expecting one to two million. And we slowed down a little bit in sales in the Q2. Okay, there we go. So there you guys have it. Fastest growing. We just quantified it. Diego, let's back into the product here for a second. You have four critical components to the business. Tell me about the products and the product lines and how you help customers. Perfect. So content marketing is a complex and challenging process for several companies. Uh, we have four main offers to help uh, uh, marketers tackle that with a complete suite. So our, we have a talent marketplace where we have uh, 80,000 uh, freelance creators. Uh, it's called visual, visually, visual.ly. Uh, there you can find talent to create infographics, videos, uh, uh, PDFs, ebooks. Uh, it's a very important piece of our ecosystem. We also have Rock Studio, which is our content marketing platform. It helps you plan your strategy, uh, uh, schedule your content distribution, uh, measure your results. We have a digital experience platform based on WordPress. It's called Stage. 
It's for helping customers build high-performant websites and content hubs. And lastly, we have Ion, which is an interactive content platform which helps customers with lead generation and really rich data-driven experiences for their lead generation processes. And what do customers pay on average for this suite? So not all customer buys all products. Our average SaaS ACV is around $20,000 a year. Okay, uh, so there, some... are, there are a few hundreds of thousands, but the, the average is around 20000 Okay, that's very different than when you came on back in, I think it was July of 2018. Your ACV then was just about $2,000. So have you guys really moved, I mean, significantly up market? Significantly. Like, we really shifted the organization focus to scale an enterprise sales team. Today, we have two sales teams, the Velocity team, which focuses on smaller businesses in mid-market, and the enterprise, uh, we call it solution sales team, which is the fastest growing right now. Okay. And how many sales reps do you have that are full-time and carry a quota? I would say around 40, 50. I don't have the exact number, but it's in that it's, range. And what's the total team size today, everybody? We're around 400 people spread in four countries. Wow. Okay. Actually, so four- 10 countries. 400 people, 10 countries, 45 sales folks. How many engineers? Around 100 people in product. Okay, got it. So 100 are actually writing code. Yes. Uh, I'm also accounting for product designers. This is the whole product and engineering organization. It's around one-fourth of our headcount today. I see. Interesting. So this is not an easy transition, right? Again, about uh, 25 months ago, you had an average ACV of 2000. Today, you have an average ACV of 20,000. Does that mean that you let a bunch of your customers from two years ago churn? You had 1500 customers two years ago. Did you let the cheaper ones paying smaller amounts churn off? Yes, we actually evolved for a self-service model and a kind of self-selecting on the smaller business segments. Uh, COVID was a big accelerator. So uh, if we look at uh, January 2018, we were around 60% of our revenues were coming from small business. If you look at January this year, uh, around 20%. And COVID actually increased our churn in the smaller business segment, which we were able to replace it for enterprise customers. So COVID brought the small business segment to around 10% and we replaced that with enterprise customers. So how many total paying customers do you have today? Uh, A little north of 2,000. 2,000. Okay, got it. Fascinating. So, I mean, can I take 2,000 times a $20,000 ACV? I mean, that would put you at like a $40 million run rate. So you're not, your ACV is closer than to like 10 or 15,000 on average. Oh, it's because I have a lot of customers that are not SaaS subscribers. Like uh, they use only the marketplace and our business has uh, the SaaS component and the marketplace component, which is transactional. So people buy an infographic, uh, uh, an article. And I would say when it comes to SaaS customers, the number is significantly below that. I don't have the exact number in front of me. Mm-hmm. What percent, so you finished 2019, I think you said 13 million in terms of run rate. What percent of your last 12 months revenue was marketplace or transactional versus pure SaaS, would you say? It's slowly decreasing, but it's still around 40% of the total revenues. 
So we have around 50% SaaS. Out of 25 million, we have around 12 to 13 million in SaaS. Uh, we have around uh, 40% of that, which would be around 10 in marketplace and a little 10% approximately in professional services. Sorry, break that down again. 50% SaaS, 10% marketplace, and 40% like someone buying one infographic? No, 40% marketplace and 10% professional services. I see. Got it. Got it. And what's the professional, what professional services do you offer? Um, mostly content hub development, interactive uh, content experiences, creation. Uh, we have expert advisory services for large enterprises that want to create a content marketing program from the ground up. Uh, it, we have a very strong uh, professional services team taking a very consultative approach. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Do you get hit from your investors on, stop doing this professional services, do more SaaS? Uh, no, I, it's, it never happened with us because we started in the early days doing more services than anything else. I think the first one year and a half, we were doing the services in the marketplace piece, and we started building up SaaS revenues uh, in the middle of the journey. Uh, I actually see professional services as a great R&D tool to evolve the, the product, and I love the services team and the the services revenues and the investors are super aligned with us on that. How much have you it raised? It enables us to be super capital efficient and uh, increase retention services, drive retention up. It's been a meaningful component of our offers. Well, let's go to churn in a second, but first, how much have you raised to date? Around uh, uh, 11, 12 million dollars. 12 million. Okay. And so would you, I mean, can we look at other companies sort of in this space that have also raised, I think these are, what are these companies like uh, contently? Would you put them in the same category as you? I would say, yes, there are intersections with contently, Newscred, uh, Skyward. These are companies that uh, they raised a lot more capital, but they are on the same space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Contently has raised 20 million. Skyward, I think, is 60, and Newscred is over 100 million. Uh, they've got they've got cash to play with. Are you in any acquisition talks with either of any of them? No, not at all. Like we, I see these companies they hyperscale too early. My personal take, and that comes with a cost. They didn't have the efficiency we we always valued. Uh, I don't see a clear path for any consolidation with any of them in the short term, maybe in the future, uh, but we're not pursuing a, a direct competitor move in the next, let's say, 18 to 24 months. Many people would say you're like the hub spot of Brazil, but you're also now getting and really good at content. Uh, Mark Roberts is also an advisor to you, so you have strong DNA ties to HubSpot. Would you sell the HubSpot if they gave you the right price? No, no, we are really committed for the long term. Uh, actually, uh, Mark Robert is a mentor for Matt Doyon. Our CRO came from HubSpot, so um, we are very inspired. We have a deep admiration for what they've built. Our sales and marketing machines were are similar to theirs, so I think that's one of the... Uh, we are a key partner. We really like to work together with customers. Yeah, I, I in prep for this, I reached out to Mark. I said, Mark, what do you think about these guys? And he said, Nathan, look, whether you're in Boston, Boca Raton, or Brazil, applying these sort of fundamentals of a sales methodology is really important. The buyer journey, 
the sales process, qualifying matrix to a world-class team as a recipe for success. And he goes on and said, um, adding that to a business whose mission, you guys, is firmly grounded in customer success. Rock is on a course for super interesting success in this content first world. So he's clearly a big fan of what you guys are building. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of his. His book, uh, The Sales uh, Acceleration Formula, is one of my favorites. Uh, our CRO, Matt, was coached by him and worked directly with him. So he's a big inspiration. When we spoke last week, he, he's always providing advice and, and, and helping us with strategy and, direct, strategy and direction. You were talking about churn earlier and how you like professional services as an R&D tool, but also to retain customers. Your net retention is higher when you put professional services on an account. What is your revenue churn uh, annually today? So last quarter, we, we, we closed at uh, annualized 94%. So that's around half a percentage point monthly. Uh, Sorry, that you, 94% retention. Yes, annualized. Yeah. So around point, a half a percentage point uh, monthly. Um, we are working very hard to improve that, driving NPS up, uh, uh, going up market. It's a combination of different initiatives that we are being able to get. Uh, this month, by the way, was our first month with 100% revenue retention across all our SaaS products. We actually got negative a few points. It was pretty exciting. Wait, how did you do that? I mean, Diego, we're in the middle of a crisis. You're telling me not one single of your 2,000 customers paid you less. They did no downgrades or anything. You lost no dollars of revenue? No, no. I'm saying net revenue retention. So oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, not gross. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, we had a lot of expansion and cross-selling. Because our business has a suite of offers, the journey is the customers typically start in one product, more often than not a cheaper product like stage which is a simple website and content hub hosting platform and then they go to studio to ion and gradually this the cross-sell machine is picking up fast i'm really excited about that that's can my you, main can you quantify that i mean do you know what your expansion is annually on an annualized basis um I do. I don't have this uh, in front of me right now, but I can bring it up in, in one minute from now. Uh, well, I mean, it sounds like if, if you have 0.5% right, monthly revenue churn, your expansion is at least 0.5% if you hit 100% net revenue retention last month. Yes. No, it was last month was a massive cross-sell move for us. So I think we were negative 3%. Uh, mostly through cross-selling our interactive content platform to all customers. Um, let me see if I can find expansion rate. I mean, while you're doing uh, that, annual, while you're while you're looking for that three percent expansion last month and 05 percent churn gives you basically net revenue retention of one hundred two point five percent. So obviously, if you do that annually and do that every month, that's basically one hundred and twenty five percent net revenue retention on an annualized basis. Yeah, but last month, because we are introducing this new uh, product, Ion, across the board to our customers, it's accelerating faster now. I don't expect to sustain 125. My personal target is to close the next year closer to 110, which is the median for public traded SaaS companies. My expansion rate last month, oh, where is the consolidated numbers here? 
was around 6% in LATAM and 2% in the US. That's great. Talk, we're running out of time here. Let's talk top of funnel for a second. What are you spending fully weighted to get a new $20,000 a year customer? Um, today, it's it's very depending on the geography. Uh, we have lower CAC in, in uh, uh, Latin America than we have in North America. But we're having a payback of three to four months, considering that a significant number of deals are upfront. Around 70% of our contracts are upfront. Uh, the CAC is typically between 12 to 14K US. This is blended global average. Got it. So, so $12,000 to get a new $20,000 a year account on a blended global average. That's about a six-month payback period. Again, talking averages here. Is that right? Yeah, it's actually, I would say it's closer to seven, but because we have a significant up number of upfront deals with immediate payback, this number goes down to closer to three months. Very cool. Let's touch on acquisitions real quick. You've acquired two companies. Are you looking at acquiring additional companies in the future? Yeah, I think acquisitions are a, a tool that most entrepreneurs and SaaS companies do not leverage often. I believe there's... Uh, if you find the right strategic partner, you should pursue that. Uh, both the acquisitions we did to date were very successful. We see ourselves as a company who will pursue a both organic and inorganic growth strategy. Uh, we are looking for business that have a strong cross-sell opportunity to our customers or consolidations in some of the spaces that we are uh, acting so you bought Scribble Live. Did they have real revenue when you bought them or was that more of a tech acquisition? They had real revenue. They had around, Ion, the interactive platform came from them. Uh, Ion product has around uh, $6 million in annual revenues. Uh, I think a, a significant more than that, but that was back then. So when you bought and the company, they were doing $6 million a year in revenue? They also had Visually, which was a Scribble Live product doing around $2 million, if I recall correctly. So that company together was doing $8 million in total revenue. How did you come up with the money to go buy that, that company? Or is it like an all-stock deal? That's why we raised. Uh, we, we raised uh, $10 million to pursue this acquisition. The consideration was a mix of cash and stock. I, unfortunately, I can't disclose the specifics, but uh, uh, we raised for pursuing this deal. Yeah, so I'd say anyone doing the math, if the company was doing $8 million in revenue and you're saying you went and raised $10 million to the deal, I mean, there's no way they sold for one a little more than 1x revenue. What you're saying is there's also some stock options in play as well that juiced the deal for them. Yes, yes. There were, cool. uh, we had some dilution, and especially for key members that remained with us, we had a very strong team joining us. Very good. Okay. Um, and so if someone's listening right now and they're going, I wonder if Diego would be interested in acquiring my company, what, what's like the perfect fit? Or is there a specific sector you're looking to acquire in right now? We really like uh, any space that it's adjacent to content marketing. So there's not a specific focus right now, but all the pieces that touch the content creation, distribution, analysis, uh, and hosting are interesting to us. I cannot give you a little more color on that, but we we get a lot of opportunities in the pipeline and we're always observing what's out there. 
we really think about our strategy is to own the customer in a sense that we want to provide every need that they have when it comes to content marketing. So we want to ex- consolidate a few categories like vertical marketplaces that t- tie, so let's say audio, other skills that we don't have on our talent network today and products that could match the same customer's needs. Mm-hmm. Would you ever go buy a network, one of these networks where you can go hire writers to create content for you? Or no, you want to stick to pure SaaS acquisitions? I would consider definitely. Uh, visually, for instance, which was one of the Scribbles Lives products, uh, was acquired because we didn't have a talent network in the North America back then. Now we have this skill and we have a large pool of talent. We would consider looking at uh, other marketplaces like that that would add new skills. By new skills, I mean, let's say an audio marketplace or uh, uh, a specific language, a Spanish marketplace or or German, but we are mostly focused on SaaS. Guys, there you have it. Diego, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book? I would say The Outsiders. The outsiders, that is a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I am in a Warren Buffett phase. <laughs> Number three, is there a favorite online tool that you use to grow your company? I would say that's a hard one. I would say Gmail is where I live, but it's not a favorite tool. It's pretty much... Very, ori- very original answer there, Diego. All right, number four. Fireflies.ai, <laughs> transcribing my meetings. I'm, I'm loving this tool. <laughs> there you go. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, five, six when I sleep a lot. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Married, no kids. No kids. And how old are you? I'm 34. 34. Last question. What do you wish you knew when you were 20? That's a hard one for me. Uh, I wish I knew uh, uh, how to better lead and communicate uh, by inspiring people and by setting the example and tone. Uh, I am an introvert, so I'm working a lot on my personal communication skills and leadership skills. That's something I think it's an ongoing journey forever, but I wish I stood started studying that earlier on guys rockcontent.com growing fast 2018 for five million dollar run rate in 2019 they finished a 13 million dollar run rate and this year they're hoping to close at a 24 or 25 million dollar run rate currently already at 23 24 million in terms of run rate healthy customer base of 2,000 customers a portion of them are also paying for professional services they're scaling nicely 12 million raised a lot of that was to fuel two acquisitions they did he's still looking for great acquisitions 400 people on the team 100 engineers 45 quota carrying sales reps net revenue retention last month was above 100 for the first time as they look to continue to scale and drive growth a lot through expansion and cross-sell opportunities. Diego, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot.